Father, tonight we have gathered in this room because we believe in your word. We've not chosen to go anywhere else to be under any other influence tonight than under the influence of your Holy Spirit. And we ask you tonight, God, that you would touch us with your power. Lord, I pray tonight that scales would fall from our eyes so that we can see the reality that you have for us rather than our distorted perception of our lives. May we see with a new spiritual clarity where you have us, where you want us to go, and how to get there, Lord Jesus. We need you, and we ask you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would come in power tonight. Would you say this with me? Holy Spirit of God, I open myself to you. I need you tonight. Reveal the word to me. Show me myself in this scripture. Speak to me and change me so that I'll be more like Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can be seated if you like. What an intriguing character David is. I probably have, of all the characters in the Bible aside from the Lord, I imagine that I've heard more messages on David than any other, and rightly so. You see in the Old Testament that he is certainly the the type of the Messiah to come. He functions in the three uh, messianic offices, prophet, priest, and king. You see him functioning as a prophet. Different occasions, it says the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he prophesied. Of course, the book of Psalms is full of prophetic writings. We see him functioning as priest. Second uh, Samuel chapter 6, bringing the ark up. Different occasions like that, making sacrifices, doing priestly duties. But then, of course, functioning strongest in his main role as king looking forward to Jesus who would function in all three of those roles. So that's why we hear a lot of preaching about David. He's the clearest Old Testament picture of Christ. But David is not only a remarkable example of Christ who is the anointed one, he's a remarkable example to us because he was powerfully anointed of God. We read of this experience when he was anointed as king, which was a natural thing, but we see at that moment that he received a natural dousing with oil from uh, Samuel, the, the prophet, that he also received from that moment on, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him in power. There was a spiritual anointing that came upon him as well as, rather, as, well as a greasy one on his head. And I want to share with you tonight what I believe are four characteristics that we can see in David's life that enhanced the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I believe that every one of us should take to heart what the Scripture says, that we have an anointing from the Holy One that abides with us, 1 John 2, 27. We need to take a hold of that and realize that the anointing is not for somebody else or somebody that preaches or somebody that's a deacon, but the anointing is for every believer. How many of you are anointed? All right, the rest of you don't have working arms, I suppose. But we are anointed if we're believers, and I believe that we can enhance the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit as we begin to, to focus in our lives and allow God to speak into these areas. We're going to see these characteristics, I believe, in David's life clearly tonight with God's help. Let me give you, refresh your memory. I'm sure as I'm reflecting back, this is the definition the Lord gave me on the second day of January last year. It was really a powerful uh, revelation into my own heart. So I'm sure that I, uh, I ministered on this last time we were here, depending on what the characters were that I preached on. But the anointing is the Holy Spirit's enablement for natural people to do supernatural things. Remember that? 
The anointing is the Holy Spirit's enablement for natural people to do supernatural things. Now, there's an A and a B to that. A would be that the Holy Spirit's anointing can come and enhance an ability which we already possess. For example, we can already speak. So if we would be gifted in a, some sort of an utterance gift, it would still be our voice, our effort, our air, our muscles, our voice box, but it would be God's inspiration and God's utterance, a coupling of the two abilities. And then secondly, the B would be God giving us an ability which we do not possess at all, like when God came last Sunday morning and, and restructured and those, that lady with the uh, herniated discs, excuse me, came and totally amended those and, and she even felt and felt that the, the bulge which was out of the back of, straight out of the back of her spine, could feel it actually swollen, was totally gone, no pain, running around, twisting, bending. That's something that a person can't do. That's sovereignly from the Lord. We stand back when God does stuff like that. And when you see God do incredible miracles, a lot of times, at least it's been my experience, I do two things. First of all, I sob like a baby. And I don't know why that is, but you know, hey, God created our emotions. He can have mine. So when you see God, and the other thing is I get a little scared. Because I realize it's kind of must be what an electrician feels like when he's wiring up some big building and he's dealing with all these hot cables. You realize you're dealing with power that could just zap you. And it's amazing to stand back and see the glory of God. And it does put a little bit of a reverent, actually a lot of a reverent fear in you when you see God working and doing that. The anointing, the Holy Spirit's enablement for natural people like you and I to do supernatural things. All right, let's look at David for a second. Maybe 20 minutes. (laughs) 